Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event, For Her, By Her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. So a couple of weeks ago, we asked you guys what you wanted to hear about on this show that you're listening to right now. And one of the great suggestions was to have us do a breakdown of the various roles of the people on our team and kind of like what, like how big of a role does that person play? What impact does that role have in our business? And so I figure like now that we've brought on some new people this year and really gotten into restructure, what our team should look like and can look like, and what are the holes of our team that we really have a good solid, like, group right now. And it's very clear to me, finally, what everybody does. So let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm sitting here shaking my head because I feel like for a long time, this whole team thing felt like a bit of a mystery. And we spent a lot of time bringing people on and letting people go. Not because anyone was necessarily bad. It just was like, It's hard to find the right fit and it's hard to kind of find the balance of, because I don't know, there's definitely positions we've had in the past that either were no longer serving us or like we weren't ready for them at the time that we added them. And so I'm really starting to feel really confident about where this is going and how this is working and what it means for our team overall. But I would say, I mean, a good portion of these people were brought on recently. Yeah, I think there's a happy mix of people who have been around for a really long time and then some some really new faces. Before we also get started, I want to give our non-sponsored shout out to the book Traction, which helped us <laughs> immensely in figuring out the structure of a company. And I say that in the sense of we really had to change our mindset from being small business owners to being the CEO and the founders of a company in order to truly think about our business holistically. But inside that book, there is a legit exercise where you can map out like the hierarchy of your team. And they really help you. That book really helps you get an idea of the various departments that every business has, no matter how big or small. And what are some roles within that department that your business may or may not have? And so I think seeing that and when we truly like funneled it out was like a light bulb for me about, oh, this is what everyone is currently doing. These are the giant gaping holes that we need to have filled ASAP. Oh, this person's really not in this role, but we're trying to put them in that role. So let's move them over here. And so you should know that not only has this taken three and a half years of trial and error in hiring the right and the wrong people for the right and the wrong seats, 
but it also took a minute for us to figure out like what we even needed in this business and what those roles, like what they were actually doing, and then the ROI and impact of those roles in our business. And so it it took that exercise for me to feel really confident. Well, and we had definitely hired people before that, but doing that exercise specifically, I think it got us a little more clear on where we wanted to go with employing people and bringing people on the team. Because I think for a long time, in the very beginning, Emily and I really had no intention of ever hiring anyone. Nope. Like it was very much like it was surprising that we even had each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so the thought of hiring a team seemed kind of goofy and ridiculous. But as we grew, we definitely needed help. And at some points, we hired help quicker than we could handle and had a really hard time managing that. But going through this exercise allowed us to see, you know, in the next two to five years, what are we going to need and what do we actually want? Like, how big do we want this thing to be? And like, where's our, that seems crazy and overwhelming. And right. I can't imagine being that big, but right. Well, I mean, even tallying up who we have now. So we like wrote everyone down and I think we should talk about everyone in the sense of like the people who've been here the longest to the newest and then kind of explain what their roles are. So I just counted everybody up and including you and I, we're at about a 20 person team. And we'll explain to you how some of those people are contracted out. And some people are employees and some people are like part-time client kind of basis. Some people have their own businesses and some people don't. And so it's really crazy for me to even sit here and be like, holy crap, there's like literally 20 people on any given day who are doing something in related to this company. Yeah. No, (laughs) it's kind of insane. I... Can't really even put into words how bizarre it is, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So I'm going to start at the top of a lovely, lovely soul who has been here right after our first year. Is that when we brought Allie on? She was our second hire ever and she just kind of stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So her role has shifted just slightly over the years, but she has definitely been around the longest. She is her title. I don't even really know what it is these days. It's kind of blog coordinator, content coordinator, maybe because she does a lot of stuff for the podcast now. She has shifted and and it definitely like gone way more to the podcast side since that's clearly like the fresh content that we're putting out. But she basically makes sure the stuff that we put out on the content or the blog gets to the right people to be edited or formatted, graphics made for it, whatever. And then sends it to the right people who are, you know, she basically brings it down to the chain of like the what am I thinking about? The conveyor belt of processes, right? Yeah. And then gets it posted, gets it scheduled, and make sure that like whatever we have said gets put out on the date and time that it's supposed to be put out into right. the world. Right. So and in the beginning, it was more, she was way more focused on just implementing some of the, I don't know, the smaller pieces of the puzzle. 
i.e. like just taking content that had already been developed, all the graphics were made, and she was just in charge of posting to the website. But over time, we've let her kind of take on more of the like overall management of that whole process. And she is now working with a different part of our team, which we'll get to in a while. So the next three girls, I'm going to group together because they just deserve to be grouped together because they work together a lot, but honestly they aren't paid. And, and that's not a bad thing, but they do a lot for us out of the kindness of their heart. And we so, so appreciate it. But as you can imagine, as our Facebook group has grown, it takes a lot to manage the chaos that is 22,000 people (laughs) with approvals, deleting content that's inappropriate, just making sure it's a valuable place and people are staying positive. And so Sam, Kit, and Molly have been around I mean, a long time too. Um, But they, you know, were originally just amazing, valuable members of our tribe. And we just saw them and like noticed them. They were already kind of doing this without even realizing they were doing it. And we're like, hey, girls, you want to help us out? Um, It was really nice because, you know, we have two girls in the US and then kids in Australia. So basically 24 hours a day, someone's awake and like at a normal time so that yeah. shit can't go down while we're sleeping, yeah. which I really appreciate. So they have helped immensely, immensely, immensely. They are invaluable to me because you can imagine the stress of having to like delete posts that aren't supposed to be in the group and like make sure like if something gets heated that someone is in there or like the appropriate resources are available to someone who needs them. And that's a lot to manage. And so truly them being in there for just a little bit whenever they find the time throughout their own schedule has been so helpful. And I really for a long time have felt like, oh, I can like go away for the weekend or go on vacation or whatever. And I know that that group isn't going to implode while I'm away. Yeah. So next up is our work husband, our work husband, for sure. (laughs) He's been around since January of 2017. That's crazy. Yeah. January of 2017 is when Parker started with us. He is our bookkeeper extraordinaire. He's been on the podcast too, a time or two. Yeah. Yeah, you so probably you've heard, heard from him. You've probably heard of him, maybe. When we first hired him, he really served an integral purpose in kind of coaching us through some of our, you know, growing pains and like how do we manage certain things? How do we get over certain hurdles? And as our business has grown, hit our relationship with him has morphed. Not that we love him any less by no means, but you look at PNL as many times as we have. And he can't really tell me anything that I don't already know, which is great. That means I've learned so much. Yeah. And could basically run his meeting for him if I wanted yeah, to. Which we started doing. <laughs> and so we used to have like monthly meetings with Parker to go over our PL, go over strategies for what we're doing. And that was needed, especially for that first year. Like those conversations were crucial to our mindset, to us understanding things about our business and everything. And then as his business has shifted and ours has shifted, 
and our knowledge has grown, we realized that that like every month touch point wasn't necessary, but he's still doing the same things. And so he really gives us a good like end of the month review, helps us understand a lot of the like, like reports and sheets that come out of our business. He manages our QuickBooks and like all of that stuff. And so he also coordinates with the next person on our list, Amy, who's been around about the same time as Parker and maybe a little bit less, but she's our accountant for both TCC and for at least me personally, hopefully you soon personally. But she does all of the like tax filing and making sure we're doing legal stuff and like all that. She's our CPA and she handles coordinating everything. Now I will say the things that she has to do are not as constant as what Parker's doing. Parker's coming in every single month to balance the books. Amy's coming in once a quarter to kind of give us a review of what we need to be paying on our quarterly taxes. And then she's preparing what's called a K-1 form that allows us to file our personal taxes. Now, when we hired Amy, I knew little to nothing about accounting, but just like Parker, there's things I've had to learn so that I can relay the appropriate information. And I know a big part of that, a big part of why it's so organized is Parker's handling everything on the revenue side, but on the payroll side, because that's a, you know, it's a kind of monster of its own, whether you realize it or not, there's a lot of entities that have to be paid, a lot of paperwork, and Gusto handles all of that for us. And we love them. And they've been an amazing sponsor for our podcast. And I'm sure you've heard their ads a time or two. But for real, without that piece... Amy's job would be way harder. I would be a much more frustrated human being. And, you know, things wouldn't be nearly as streamlined. Emily went to refinance recently. And she's like, where do I find this? I said, just log in here and you can download the report. She's like, really? Like, it's really that easy. I said, girl, I don't have to do it anymore. (laughs) I have two reports from QuickBooks and it took me like less than five minutes. And I was like... Oh my God, this was so great. And I just want to give a caveat. I feel like this could be an entire episode in and of itself of when are you ready to hire a bookkeeper and accountant? And I know that we've talked about this. I believe we actually chatted with Parker about this. Not like not a lot of you are like might be ready for a bookkeeper specifically, especially of like this level that we have Parker, but an accountant. (laughs) Yes. I feel like everyone just needs to go ahead and hire right now, just so you don't mess it up and have to stress about it. But Truly, like you don't need to be the person doing these types of things in your business. Abby is good at it and was good at it and did our own books and did our own accounting for a very long time. But like she is needed in other parts of our department, like better. And so give that to someone else. Like it might be crazy where you're like, oh my God, I'm spending how much every single month or year to help maintain this. But the amount of work that you could be doing outside of that is so great. And even when our business was smaller, like I can't imagine how long it would take me now. But before, oh my God, like in the early days, I mean, I would be, it would take me a day every month to just balance the books. And I mean, granted, these people are trained and can probably do it a million times faster than me, but I didn't need to be worried about that all the time. 
And so now I have a team in place to help. And kind of the piece to take that one step further was hiring Cameron, sort of. Like Cameron's like a weird, I feel like there's a couple weird people on our team now. Not that they're weird people. That's not what I mean. They're weird. (laughs) (laughs) But as your business grows, you don't always pay people the same way. So like Parker is paid on a monthly retainer. Amy's paid quarterly and annually. Cameron is paid based on fees for the things we do. Like we don't actually pay anyway. Cameron's our financial advisor, which definitely sounds way more personal, which it is, but he's helped manage the kind of process from taking, okay, here's everything going on in our business. How can we be prepared personally for that kind of income? And also managing what is the most appropriate course of action for retirement? Because we don't want to end up, you know, 20, 30 years from now, not prepared for that. And so he's been able to help us pick the best and least expensive options for us to save the most, grow tax deferred, all those kinds of things. And he's also played a really crucial role because we're a partnership. He's also helped us like solidify the the what ifs. So he's like gotten us partnered with a lawyer and we've drawn up like, I don't even know what they're called, but all the like, if, if Abby dies, what happens? If you know, something were injured or whatever, like all of those worst case scenarios, what happens to the company and what happens to our roles and he helped us get us life insurance on each other, that kind of thing. So like, not necessarily for everyone, but he is also our personal financial advisor for both of us and our individual relationships. And so it really helps to have someone who knows like, what is TCC doing personally? What is going on? And how can we leverage like all of the opportunities in the best way possible? He's in our corner to help us make more money, save more money, save more money, yeah. and spend the least amount possible on fees and expenses in the process. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but running a 401k program or something else like that is pretty pricey. So I mean, as people that work for the company that we also own, we want to make sure it's the least expensive on the company side and on the personal side. So anyway, on an unrelated financial note, not at all related. Moving (laughs) moving up to Canada (laughs) now. Okay. So when we started this podcast, right? It started in 2017? (laughs) January of 2017. Yeah. Quarter four leading up to that of 2016, we were talking about, you know, do we want to even do a podcast? Oh my gosh, it takes so much work, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this was one of the first things in our business that we did not want to bootstrap or do like the back end stuff ourselves. I had no desire to learn ever. Ever. We don't want to learn editing. I don't want to know how iTunes works. I don't want to upload. I don't want to do shit regarding this except for talking to a microphone. Like that's, we wanted to do the bare minimum. And so before, like we even made a dime off of this show, we put in our own like company money to go ahead and hire a podcast editing team. So they like take our episodes, like add in our intros and the ads and make it beautiful. And like they take out stuff. If we ask them to, they prepare our show notes, everything. So they've been around since the inception of this podcast because we were not going to do any of that. Yeah. So their company, which it's different than some of these other people, we have 
people that work for us that own their own businesses. And then we have, in some cases, we're hiring the whole business to have them be like a secondary part of our business. Parker is kind of one of those examples. We never interface with anyone else in his company, but other people are working on the books. He's just the one discussing them. The podcast editing team is really no different. Like we have one person we interface with, but at this point, I never talk to them anymore. Allie talks to them. No, that's Allie. Angela occasionally but Allie's getting them the appropriate information. They're taking it off to, I don't even know how many people touch the podcast. I, if I were to guess somewhere between three and five at minimum, just on the like editing, getting it on the internet yeah. side of things. But we literally record and, and let our team know that it's ready. And so anything on their back end of what their processes look like or how they work, like that's all on them. Yeah. So... The company we use is We Edit Podcasts, which is pretty easy to find. (laughs) But if you tell them we sent you, if you're like looking to start your own podcast, I know at some point they did have a discount. I'm not sure if they still honor it or not, but probably. Yeah. And we've loved them. So just uh, like we've been with the same company since the time we started, have no interest in changing. Like it's just been easy. So, okay. Let's move on to a little bit of our core team. Yeah, let's do it. OMG. This lady. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I will, I want to put like a huge caveat here to say that we tried to hire multiple people to fill this role and it didn't work out for one reason or another. And honestly, part of that was because we were really bad at defining our objectives with this role. It was a lot of it had to do with me becoming very sick and not being able to manage like how much work it takes to interface with all the people on our team so that everything gets accomplished. Emily and I aren't the point person for literally everything. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com bossproject to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bossproject to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash bossproject. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. It's a full-time job being the person who's like wrangling everyone, delegating things and just making sure stuff stays organized, let alone like actually implementing and also being a doer. And so it's really hard to find that person who's both like kind of a bird's eye view of your business and can keep it organized and then occasionally dips down and then actually does something, right? And so not only is it hard to find that person, it's also kind of hard to like describe and craft that role. And then it's hard to manage like the expectations and the ROI of that role to make sure, is this person doing what they want to be doing? Are they good at it? Are they achieving the things? Do we know what they're doing? So not only did it take us a while to find this person, but even once we brought on Angela, it took us a while to be like, what it does she need to be doing that's most effective for our growth and how we work and all of the things. So we would like dump some stuff on her and then like take note and then, oh, let's tweak this. Let's add this over here. Let's change how this works. So it took us about a year. I'm not going to lie to you. About a year of working with her, I think, before we got into this like, okay, here's what you're doing. Here's how we know that you're achieving like the business goals here's how you can like best support us in this entire company. And it might look like silly and it might not be a traditional role, but this is what works for us. Right. And I think part of that was a lot of trial and error. Like there wasn't, it wasn't that she wasn't reaching objectives along the way. Like we wouldn't have kept someone that long if they weren't working. (laughs) Right. But it was really trying to figure out what was the most effective for the business and like what would take the weight off in the way we needed it to be taken off to actually be helpful instead of feeling like we're left out in left field and don't actually know what's happening. Yeah. Well, and because here's the thing, guys, 
as your business grows and as your business turns into a company, and especially once you build out this hierarchy that we talked about in traction, there will be departments that do not have a department head. There will be roles within departments that are not filled currently, or they're filled by you, right? And so when we started building out that hierarchy, we saw, okay, Abby and I are playing these multiple roles. Angela's playing these multiple roles. Oh, these departments literally don't have anyone. And so sometimes it, as your business grows, like there's going to be departments that like you just kind of have to ignore for a second. Like it just either doesn't grow or it just gets the bare minimum attention or whatever until you can find someone to take on that role. And so what we have been trying to do is like, no, 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 me, you and Angela need to fill every single role always. Like those roles cannot be empty. But that's not getting you anywhere. And, and that's half-assing the other roles that might be more crucial for you that need to be filled right now. So those are different for every business. And so you really, that's like the deep dive of why you need to break down every single department and role in your own business. But I kind of had to just swallow like, oh, that department right now is just not going to have a head until we fill it. So Angela's like official title is director of operations. She's handling a lot of onboarding. She's handling a lot of like day-to-day management of staff. I don't know. She just does random. I can't even really explain it because it's very weird and complicated. Right. And that, and that's what like it's custom because it's wor- it's what works for us. So it might not be, you know, how you go find that role or even what it looks like for you, but that's how it shifted for us over the year and a half ish now that she's been here. Now, the next two, I don't really remember which came first. It's like a chicken or egg situation, but I think I, the ads team came first. You think so? Oh, 100%. Okay. Well, so sometime last year, actually, I know when. They came in like March. We didn't start. Anyway, it's irrelevant. Who came first is really irrelevant. But the ads team. So last year, last like spring, early summer, we brought on someone to handle Facebook ads. Now, for those of you who've been following along for a while, we knew nothing about Facebook ads. And then we took our friend Courtney Foster Donahue's course and learned a ton about Facebook ads, implemented a ton, learned a ton, and did relatively good. But as we were evergreening our products, it was becoming very clear that it was going to be a lot to manage because all the variations we would need, all the updating we would need, all the constant new copy and new graphics and like that is a full-time job running and managing ads and so like the more and more we were doing it and changing our strategies like I felt like I was constantly writing new copy and trying to find new graphics and ask like it was insane so on that team oh my gosh there's at least four people that work for us probably more so we hired Emily Hirsch and her agency and we worked with Emily kind of at first and she helped us like get set up with other people on our team. Emily's our writer, which is confusing. So there's two Emily's right there. There are a lot of Emily's on our team. And then there's also a graphic designer who I'm not sure I've ever met and I don't really know her name or his name. And then there's an ad strategist, dude, I should know his name because I just met him. Adam? No. Adam? Alex? I don't know. It's a Nate? <laughs> Nick? I'm just saying, saying standard 
guy no, names that I know. I don't think it's any of those. <laughs> he's he's really nice. He's really good at what he does, but he's there's kind of like an ad strategist person, and then there's a person kind of handling the data and kind of analytics side of it. And then the people we interface with the most and actually like handle our account because Lord knows if we had to like divvy up everything that goes around inside their business, it it would just not happen. Melissa is our ads manager and Taylor used to be our ads manager, but now is like, like our account head or I don't even know. Agencies I don't know are con- what their names agencies are, are confusing, but nonetheless, there's yeah. at least probably four to six people that touch our ads, if not every day, at least every week. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Which is bananas. Yeah. I am so glad we outsourced that. So necessary. <laughs> yes. Okay. So moving into another in-house role. So this role has also shifted and, and will continue to shift this year. We can't like sneaky sneak any details out here yet, but you're going to be hearing some good stuff. So Tara, our lovely, lovely graphic designer, has been around for a while now. When is her anniversary with us? See, that's why I think she's been around longer than the ads team. But it's a, it's irrelevant. What I... So Tara and I actually go way back. I met Tara before I met Emily, which is crazy. But she she and I met back in the day in Manhattan, Kansas, when I was working on some nonprofit stuff in the area. And, she, you know, there's not very many design jobs in that small town. And so you get to know the other designers pretty, pretty fast. So I knew Tara's work. And when we were looking for someone... I kind of offered her the opportunity and she was excited. She has since left her full-time job and is working with us and a few other small clients. And she handles all of our graphic design, basically anything you see, minus ads. I mean, mean, the ads team does a lot for that, but everything else like our stories, graphics in our Facebook group, all our podcasts, blog graphics random things we decide to throw at her. <laughs> yeah. I th- When we were looking at this, I thought we were talking about Megan, who had come first. And now I see Tara's name on there. Uh, I think my list is being all wonky here in Trello. Tara was definitely here before ads team. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yes, for sure. So she's great. Love her. Having... I, I was like kind of didn't know how the process would work because you had done our graphics for so long. And it was so easy for me to just be like, Hey, can you make this real quick? And so I, I was like, I don't want to not have on demand graphics if you, if it's, if you're not going to do it. But Tara turns out to be super, super fantastic and like really responsive and is basically an on demand graphic designer for our team, which is really great. And is super, super helpful for our like harebrained ideas of like, what hey, goes on around you do here. this in five minutes and go. Yeah, I need it 30 minutes ago. No, she's she's really great. (laughs) She's great. So moving on to someone I literally never thought we would hire. Never. And was still confused why we hired her two months afterwards, but now wouldn't go back. Now I'm like sold on you for life. I also feel very like big girl boss when I say that we have a CFO. Yeah. Well, Megan is incredible. Okay, so to give you some background, I wouldn't, even though Parker was 
was and is our bookkeeper. I always kind of called him our CFO and like gave him that hat. Because we had those strategy meetings. Right. And kind of as we morphed and like our business grew and stuff, we needed just like a different level of help. And what I really like about Megan is she is constantly focused on how can we increase cash in the business, increase cash flow, and how can we focus on the future? Working with Parker was amazing and is amazing. But as a bookkeeper and like that being his background, he is way more focused on this happened. Now let's analyze it. Megan's like, okay, we know all this stuff happened. How can we plan for the future? Yeah. Having both of those has been a big game changer. I didn't realize that we needed Megan even after we (laughs) hired Megan. Yeah. I didn't realize we needed Megan until about three or four months into having Megan. But I just kept... we. I think the big thing is when you hire anyone... A, give them a chance because I think a lot of things, as much as I would love them to work like week two, really, truly, for most people, you're not going to see an ROI until at least three months into your relationship. And part of that is because they're figuring you out just as much as you're figuring them out. And especially in Megan's kind of role she works with other kinds of businesses. Like she's not the only business she's CFOing for, but the other businesses just have different needs and they have like, they're, they don't think the same way and they don't grow the same way and their products are different. And so when you're used to putting on that, like very traditional kind of corporate hat and you come into the online internet space, like you just have to think differently, period. And so I think it took a while for us to communicate what we needed from her and what would really actually be helpful. But we meet with her once a month now and it's, and we're in communication in our Slack channels as often as we want. And that's been, it's been really great for sure. Okay. So let's move on to these last three people who were all brought on this year. So in 2019, and honestly, in the last 30 days. Yeah, yeah. In the last 30 <laughs> days. I mean, technically, it is very early February. So our first employee outside of Abby and I that joined our team in early January, Jordan. Oh, my God. You guys should go listen to past episode recently that we did all about the hiring process for our first employee. It's a two-part series and it will give you way more insight into how all of that works, like finding her, interviewing her, getting her, all of that stuff. But she's been here for a little over a month and I am in love. Yeah. No, it's been really nice to have, you know, you work with contractors as long as we have and we're, you're just kind of used to it where you're like, okay, this person typically works in the evening I just know that about them. If I give it to them now, I should have something when I wake up. Whatever. Jordan works when we work. And she works all day. And she just handles what we need handled. Oh, my God. It's so great. (laughs) She does a lot. So she is our customer service specialist. She is working in our inbox to manage all our incoming email, which... Some of you are like, how much email could you possibly get? Hundreds and hundreds of emails a day. 
and they're not like junk mail. They're like people asking questions and people giving collaboration ideas and like they need responded to. So Jordan's handling that. She's also coming into our paid communities and really being an ambassador for us and like making sure people are comfortable, maybe making sure people can find what they need to find and ultimately like working with us to just make sure the needs of our clients and customers are met. And I think as, as she grows with our team, her role will definitely shift over time. Like I can already tell that that's going to happen for now. That's just where we put her and slotted her, but we knew we needed someone with the hours and the capacity to kind of take on more. And so I think that's cool. And she's our first local hire as well. So Tara's in Manhattan, which is about two hours away. Jordan's about a half hour away. And so they're kind of like our Kansas City squad. But Jordan being really close, like is was able to join like our brainstorming session last Friday at my house. And so she like helped us organize all that and brought coffee and took notes and like gave her input as someone who's like relatively new to our product lineup, but familiar like with the industry. So super, super valuable. So next up is another Emily, our fourth, Emily. our fourth <laughs> Emily on the team known as literally M4. We had, we had to give her a nickname. I don't even know if she knows mm-hmm. her nickname, but that's what we call her internally. I think she does. <laughs> so as our kind of journey as a small business has grown, like we have started utilizing more sponsored relationships. And you guys saw like a sneak peek of that with our summit. And you definitely are used to us having ads, but we wanted to bring someone on to help like enhance that process and help us gain more sponsors and all of that. So she is our pitcher. Like that's what I'm just going to, she's our fan. Like, isn't there, isn't there, I feel like I could make a joke here if I knew more about television, but I can't remember. I don't know what your, I don't know where your brain is going. <sighs> I was, oh, the fixer. Who's the fix? Oh, like Olivia Pope. No, she's not a fixer. She's a, she's a pitcher. <laughs> so we're, it's still relatively new. That's why I don't have a whole lot to say. She like literally just started last week. So we'll update you on that relationship as it develops. Yeah. And Susie. Who was like, not even started yeah, yet. She, she, for <laughs> us, she starts next week. So I don't have much to say yeah. yet. But I will say, if you listen to a podcast a couple of weeks ago, you heard yeah. us talk to Susie. And she is a marketing director for hire. Don't hire because we hired her. <laughs> <laughs> She's all ours. But what was a podcast interview turned into an actual interview and she didn't know that we weren't planning on yeah, it. We either. hired her like three days later. Yeah. So she's new, but I will say the rationale behind that really quick before we wrap things up is Emily and I are not, we're not naive to what has to be done on a marketing level. Like that's our background. That's what we know. That's our bread and butter. Got ourselves this far, <laughs> but as our business has grown, Even if I still have the time capacity, my head is so full of all the details and all the things we're managing on a day-to-day basis that super basic things that should just keep happening stopped happening. And I'm not saying it's anyone's fault because it's not. 
oh, it's our fault. Like it literally, it is our fault. We just deemed it to not be worth our time one day. And one day turned into six months and six months turned into a year. And like we, uh, adamantly, I will be the, we dropped that ball, but it doesn't matter. Like we did it. That's a fact. And now we're picking it back up again. But guess what the fuck happened last year? Over half a million dollars in revenue. All right. So like you can drop your balls, but just be aware and take ownership for having dropped them. And then if you ever care to have someone help you pick them back up, do that. And so that's what Susie is yeah. for us. So we'll, I mean, I'm sure we'll do a follow-up episode on that. But Oh, uh, we'll do a thousand follow-up episodes. I'm so excited for this relationship. <laughs> so that's our team of 20. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming on this journey um, with us. <laughs> but And I'll just kind of wrap it up by saying, in all actuality, the people I interface with on a day-to-day basis is really for like four, four people. people. Yeah. I think that might end up being five here soon, but with with no one new that we talked, like I think some of these people will shift into more regular communication. If you have any follow-up questions for what we just dumped on you over the last 42 minutes, please, please, please just DM us over on Instagram because I'm sure there's like we've glossed over a lot. So if you want us to break any of these roles down in more detail or talk about anything in further explanation or whatever, seriously, just ask. And-